It don't matter if it was mean by God, Gene. Or let me tell you something, mean Gene. Gene Okerlin was the voice of a generation, a voice of the WWE universe, a voice of wrestling, sports entertainment, wrestling, period. He was the gold standard that announcing was made off of and it will continue to be made off of in the world of sports entertainment. He will be greatly missed and never replaced, never duplicated. Condolences on behalf of the Sideline Junkies WrestleManiac Saturday podcast to Gene's family, to the WWE Universe, to all the close personal friends of Mean Gene. And all we can do is look forward to just watching the droves of clips and images and memories that we've shared with Gene as he's entertained us as much as the sports entertainers have marveled and shown us the best that they had to offer while standing next to one of the greatest interviewers of all time. Rest in peace, Gene. It's 2019. This is the first time you're hearing from the WrestleManiacs in this new year. But we're in love with the Attitude Era so much. Just all of wrestling, but just that Attitude Era feel. So... I can only do this the right way. It's the first podcast of 2019 for the WrestleManiacs once again. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Sideline Junkies proudly brings to you its tag team champions of the world, the big guy, the Don. Ooh. It's me, the KG, the WrestleManiacs. And if you're not down with that, we got two words for... Actually, we can't do those, can we? <laughs> I think that would be gimmick infringement. So I guess we'll have to do the other two words. Since it is a new year, it's also a new day. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we, we can get away with that and throw some pancakes and, and dance around half naked just because of Biggie. But what's up, man? I, I, I will not oil myself up, though. Why not? <laughs> no, sir. You could just slide right into Nia Jax's room, and then your wife will slide right on in and snatch you right back on out. <laughs> you give me such great ideas and then take all my hope from me. I got to, man. I got to, because it's a new year, so I, I, I have to acknowledge that you are still married. You know, it's one of those things. Well, yes, it is. <sighs> What's so, going on, man? Big week, man. I mean, if nothing else, we, we're going to start off strong. we got a great format for this week that we're going to be carrying through 2019. So I say no need to play around or need to shuck and job. Let's just go ahead and spin around the universe real quick and talk about what happened on Raw, SmackDown, and maybe in a upstart promotion by somebody we've been talking about for, I don't know, the inception of this podcast. But let's talk about Raw. Raw opened up with the big cage match between Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler. 
not going to go all super in depth for it. I mean, Drew did a, a really solid promo leading up to it. Good match. I think they told a great story. But then again, where we go from there, I don't know. Hopefully we can move past that. And then Drew can now feud with Finn Balor. Then we can get past that. And then we can put that storyline a bit so we can really usher in these new opportunities. What do you think? I'm 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 waiting for it to reach its climax, the zenith. I'm I'm I, this feud is starting to get stale and stagnant. So, yeah, I mean it just ran its course, and the, I don't know what their end game is. And I think we talked about that over the past couple of weeks. It's all about just an end game. What do you want to get off it? What's the payoff? Where, where are we going? Because I don't foresee this. At least it better not be a triple threat match in the Royal Rumble, or heaven forbid, WrestleMania. I don't think it needs to be drawn out that long for just a B storyline. The cage match could be the stamp on it because once again, Dolph Ziggler has put somebody else over. So it's time for somebody else to step in. Like, I don't know, Long Island, IC, who had finally appeared somewhere on WWE network programming uh, or Kurt Hawkins, who at least if we know he's going to take the L, at least it'll just the fact that he's there. But I think somebody can be in the mix with Dolph Ziggler. Somebody could be in the mix with Drew McIntyre. Somebody could be in the mix with Finn Balor. New. Somebody fresh. Um, Maybe EC3. I don't see why not. I mean, anybody could just be interjected in there, to be honest with you. But what really took my attention was that Seth Rollins and Triple H promo, in-ring promo that happened. I was really excited to see how that dynamic worked out from the new perspective and triple H was not egging Seth on because he's the authority. He was egging Seth on because he's the authority. (laughs) That makes any sense. (laughs) Yeah. I I just, it's like, what's next for Seth? I mean, you got Dean, but in actuality, that that's another one that's starting to kind of sort of run its course. Mm Mm-hmm is the, the the whole thing between him and Dean Ambrose because y- you're not getting the full potential out of it. So it's, it's, it's starting to get stale. Yep. Yep. And I, I agree with uh, what Triple H said. And it's something we've talked about, right? You have to earn your opportunity to get to the championship. And the automatic rematch was something they've been doing over and over. Oh, but I got my rematch clause. So next week or next pay-per-view. And here we go again. You lost. Dean beat uh-huh. you. That's just what happened. But then they also kept to their word, so to speak, and did the fresh start battle royal. Thanks for Shane for coming out and, and breaking up all that tension between Triple H and Seth Rollins. Everybody seeming new. I don't know if you noticed that. We got a real AJ Styles, a new Seth Rollins. I mean, everybody's just popping up with a new perspective of their persona. But whatever. Well, we'll go with it. But the the breakout star, and I was happy to see him finally utilizing his skills in that fresh start battle royal was Apollo Cruz. That, that is true. Uh, I just I, it seemed like Apollo Cruz has been mid card, lower mid card status for so long, but he has great skills. Oh man, I mean, and he was doing some aerial stuff. Got, yes. For a dude that size to be able to get up like that, I it's amazing. Yeah. But he's agile, he's quick, 
He's powerful. I I really thought that it was going to turn to something, you know, a bigger night for him, but eh, not I mean, so much. It was an opportunity, uh, if nothing else, for to coin uh, Shane McMahon and uh, on the SmackDown side of things. But at least it was good to see somebody else in the mix. I mean, he won the match, the, the Fresh Start Battle Royal, and I'm not going to lie to you, I would have liked to see Kurt Hawkins win, but we know what the end result would be by guarantee going up against Dean Ambrose, so I understand it. I would like to see Zack Ryder win because at least we could have had a Zack Ryder-esque type of match. And he has been really reminding people that he is the longest reigning WWE champion of all time because he's never lost the internet championship. So (laughs) good job on that one, Zack. Bring all that back. We need that fire back to get you back on programming A. But B, we need that extra title that we've been talking about for the past few weeks. And if it's the internet championship or the social media championship, or as we call it, the 24-7 belt comes to fruition, we know who talked about it first and how you got that idea. Hint, hint. Yeah. WrestleManiacs, sideline junkies. But that's just my thought. Cut the check. Yep. But then we but, also had – I'm sorry, what are going to say? No, no, no. I was going to say as far as the championships, I mean, you can add that every championship we've named. Whether it be a social media championship would be awesome. You're in the age of social media. That would be awesome. Uh, the internet championship would go hand in hand, kind of sort of. You do social media championship on SmackDown, internet championship on Raw. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you got your TV title. Yep. And I think the TV title can go be interchangeable between uh, both brands. I, I mean, it's just endless possibilities, and the roster's so big, it's going to work. Yep, they have to do more belts or they have to do another show. One of those two things. And I wouldn't mind, again, seeing them purchase TNA and then having another brand that you can interchange with so that way you can have some competition because they need strong competition that is really putting it to ratings-wise, putting it to the creative team so that way they can come up with fresh ideas to move forward. And that's the only reason why we have the Attitude Era, not evolution it was out of survival mode necessity you had no choice because what ted turner's pockets was paying for was a superior product being live so you were getting it faster it was in your face and it was turnkey because you had the other stations on uh the network side hammering hammering it through as well on uh you know tbs or anything else i mean sometimes they had commercials on uh TMC. <laughs> like they showing black and white mm-hmm. TV shows talking about Nitro. So it, it was all over the place. And that's what, again, I think Vince needs. And I'm not discounting NXT because NXT is still, in my opinion, the third show of the WWE, but something else. And Lord knows we would all like to see the resurgence of WCW. But if it's not going to be that because Vince wants it dead, in essence, then let it be TNA. Or let it be Ring of Honor um, and let that brand be shown on the network as well as on its normal local time. But we see interchanging NXT stars coming in, WWE stars coming in, and it just mixes back and forth. And that's how we can get some of the folks that we've been wanting to come over, like the Young Bucks um, and other superstars on the Ring of Honor side or the TNA side, which pretty much most of them are jumping ship anyway. And 
we get that better product. Well, you, you know, it, it could also be, uh, if, if not purchasing of the full thing, just having that deal, the way TNA and New Japan had it, the way in the 80s, up until I think 85, 86, that WWF at the time had it with New Japan, where stars from WWF would go to New Japan, stars from New Japan would come to WWF. Mm-hmm. It, it was just a, a joint promotion. Yep. I mean, it, it's about me. It's an easy way to make money because, and then I also feel NXT is due for uh, uh, live TV, putting putting their shows on TV because they are that good and they have people that interested, especially mm-hmm. though, the, the very interesting, very good matches. And I'm like, it's got to be a time where they actually get on TV. Yep. And then for the NXT, it's, it should be a no-brainer because they're stationary. They don't have to tour. It's like TNA was. They were stationary in Florida at Universal, and then you could just go live. You would have your two-hour show that would give the opportunity for more featured superstars, more storylines, more opportunities for folks in the uh, performance center to come up, more opportunities for current main roster folks to be infused in, especially if they're coming off of injury and they just need to get that that ring opportunity or just to get the mic skills back. And not as a, a demotion, but even the top stars would filter through NXT from time to time and just be present. So that way it happens because you don't have the the heavy overhead that you have to do from paying for transportation of an entire ring and set for superstars and travel having to go from here, there every week. Uh, I mean, the the whole concept of it being a, a global sports entertainment juggernaut is not applicable to NXT because it's full sale university. So you have so much leeway and it's your own network. So if you do the overrun, who cares? What are we bumping? You know, it, right. it, it, it doesn't matter. You don't have to pull up where we're, you know, preempting this and we're cutting it. Who cares? It's your network. You can do whatever you want to do. AKA, mm-hmm. which my favorite thing was when Shane McMahon was on Stone Cold's podcast, like we're running out of time. And Shane said, don't we own the network? <laughs> I think we got more time. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, Shane, you could have had as long as you want. You own the network. What are they going to do? You, you need the programming. You need the content. Same thing for a women's show. It could air from Full Sail University. It could be stationary in one place. Or, hell, why not air it from the Performance Center? You could, you could make subsequent money by having seats in a Performance Center and doing a, a more intimate thing with the women's show. You got three rings or four rings. I don't know how many they have. I think it's maybe up to six now. I can't remember the last picture I saw. But you could do so much with that. So that the opportunity for them to break the mold on what the network is giving for that nine ninety nine a month, which is still well worth it, in two thousand nineteen and beyond, I mean they, they should really be driving that force forward. Kind of like they keep driving the crap out of people beating down Natalia, because your girl and the straight jacket, <laughs> Tamina. <laughs> are now beating down Natalia in lieu of wanting to beat down Ronda. And I was shocked to see 
Naya show up and interject herself into a Natalia promo, just still working this Ronda Rousey role. It's like, uh, you kind of lost the same thing like with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins. I know you was happy to see her in a straight jacket, but you know, you tell me. That whole uh, busting up the promo and busting up uh, Natalia, I'm a, I'm a natty fan. And but to see Naya do it, I was like, "Oh, come on, boo! You can't do that." No, I mean, why y'all got to do it like that? But it had to happen. But I, I just, I was actually waiting—not this week, last week. I thought that I was going to get the heel turn out of Natty after she lost to Ronda. Mm-hmm. But they team, uh, they team up this week. Just pass. And I'm like, no. For her to hit the next step, she's got to say, you know what? I got to turn on you because you got something I want. Yep. And they, again, like I said last week, they are afraid to pull the trigger and give, in my opinion, Rhonda the growth out of losing the belt. She should have lost to Natty. And the growth out of that would have been her. I would give that an instant. Uh, rematch clause type of opportunity. Give them a rubber match because it was a good match. But she needs to lose the belt to understand what it's like to get the belt. And I know it's going to sound crazy, but she is not Becky Lynch in reference to how over she is. So mm-hmm. Becky knows what it's like to have lost the belt and missed out on how long <laughs> of an opportunity. You know, how much time was she waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting? Wait a minute, weren't you the first? Yeah, okay. Well, we're still waiting and waiting and waiting. You know, she was the female Finn Balor. And then finally she got a shot, but she's had plenty of title shots that they just didn't give her the green light for. Now that she's made herself and broke through that plastic ceiling I was talking about last week, she's the man and still the man without the belt. And that's what Ronda needs. She needs to get that sports entertainment edge, in my opinion. So that way she's not, I mean, I understand she's, I can only imagine, I'd probably grin a lot too if my dream had come true and I was able to walk down the aisle in any venue to go into the squared circle. But at some point, it's time for you to entertain and turn that next step and show the performance aspect of it, which she's getting better at, but she needs to lose to, to, to get that extra little step. And I think they're going to have her fun- keep beating everybody. It's funny you say that because maybe, what was that? Last month sometime, sometime last month, probably November, I was thinking the same thing. And I, I believe I said it, that what you do is she, you knock her off this pedestal. But mm-hmm. then when you knock her off, you knock her off to somebody that's like so hated. And at the time, it was Nia Jax. That's why I was explaining when her and Nia uh, wrestled for the title. You, Nia Jax was hated for what she did to Becky Lynch. She was the face breaker. And she played that to the hilt. But mm-hmm. you knock her off. And, okay, she not, she get, loses to Nia. Nia has the belt. Ronda has to work it back. But in, it seems like Ronda's right there, right there, right there. You make Nia this hated figure. Like, even more so as you go along. So everybody is getting on Ronda's side. What you're doing is you're building Ronda up. The next thing you know, you have a groundswell of support going behind Ronda Rousey. Mm-hmm. And then when she takes it, 
it's almost like uh, Eddie Guerrero or Chris Benoit winning the title. That right there with two magical nights. Yep. And that's what I was talking about. It's the end game and the payoff. And I don't mind it taking forever if it's a great ride leading up to a payoff and, and suspense. But you can't, they're going to do to Nia Jax, unfortunately, was what it seems like is what they did to the big show. Everybody and their mama beat the big show. Like, how is this random dude beating the big show? I know he just got there, but he picking a big show up and, and, just DDT him? What the hell? Isn't he the big show? Mm-hmm. The giant? Mm-hmm. And you're going to have to have him put over the new guy? And I know Show doesn't mind because he's a team player, but at some point, you can't come down, same thing with Mark Henry, and be the world's strongest man, and I'm about to beat you down because I'm from Sealsby, Texas. And then you take the L. Really? Right. Really. And I mean, I'm not taking anything off from the Dean Ambrose and stuff like that, but really, we talk about Mark Henry. His hand could get those hands. You know what I'm saying? It's like, boom, and then you're down. But you, you can't destroy because Nia is still going to be, at this moment, the most physical specimen and the most dominant size-wise. But yet, if everybody's beating her, then it doesn't matter. The fear factor is gone. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter how hard she tries to be, nobody, when I mean nobody, I'm not talking about the sports entertainers, I'm talking about the fans in the universe are not going to be in belief of it. And then you're going to need somebody, a.k.a. Bobby Lashley, Leo Rush, to come in and do the promo, which Leo had a hell of a night on Raw. That was the best, the best, the best mic work Leo Rush has ever done, in my opinion, since he's been with Bobby Lashley. I was like, yep, I don't even care what's happening. Match, who cares? Leah Rush just sold me the entire show right there. But that's <laughs> what may happen. And unfortunately, that's not Tamina. So Tamina's not going to cut the Leah Rush pay-per-view. I mean, a, a promo to get to a pay-per-view. So, no. Yeah. And I don't want to see Nia go down that route. And I feel the same thing is also happening to Natalia because you're demeaning or diminishing the heart legacy along with the dungeon because, oh, she's the only female to come out the dungeon. And how many belts has she had? I don't know. Let's roll over to the males that came out the dungeon. How many bets did belts did Brett have? <laughs> oh, I thought so. Okay. So why the hell does Natty not have that many? I agree. Heartedly. And then the whole thing, uh, when she wrestled Ronda for the title, she put her in a simple arm bar. Like, come on now. I'm sure she knew how to get out of that at three years old. Exactly. Exactly. It, it's it just, should have been a kick out. Well, you know, quote unquote kick out, even though it's a submission. But you know how you have that match and you all in the middle of it. And then they hit their, their finish. And then, you know, one, two, and two and three quarters kick out. You're like, what? You know, it should have been that. Agree wholeheartedly. And because I, I just... Uh, uh, it just it made me mad. Right, the the ending because was you, not you as know, strong. Exactly, because you know when it comes to Matt skills and someone coming out of the dungeon and one of the most, if not the most, technical wrestler of all time, the man of a thousand holes, Dean Malenko, graduated from the dungeon. Mm-hmm. Come on now, mm-hmm. C- come on, come on. 
But, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I just don't know. I want to see more opportunity. That's why I'm watching this this newness because it could backfire if too many new people are coming in and then you start overshadowing the vets because, oh, we're introducing Nikki Cross. And Nikki Cross has beat Natalia. Like, really? Not taking anything from Nikki Cross, but really? You know, and then you're going to have – Casey Cananzaro beat Natalia. Like, really? She just ninja warrior. I get it, but this Natalia. <laughs> Natty, you don't have to put everybody over. You just need to right. put yourself over. And that's what Becky is, in my opinion, has done. Going back to Becky, because she has found a way to put herself over in a avenue that nobody else was thinking about. And the fans was like, You are absolutely correct. She uh was saying in an interview, it's not about well, actually, it was on Twitter. Not about me and a racial thing, which I'm uh, not a racial, but a, a, a gender thing, talking about being the man uh, in the tweet she said to Ron. It's about in the industry, the man is something that's just been deemed as the term when you know you're at the top, when you're at the upper echelon. Ric Flair is the man. Everybody knows to be the man, to beat the man. Dusty has said that, to be the man, to beat the man. Sting has said it. Hogan has said it. You know, all the greats have said it. The, the Rock, Stone Cold, Triple H, everybody knows to be the man, you got to beat the man. That's just being that top dog. And she said, well, sh- why can't I be the man? I'm like, yeah. Why not? True indeed. And there you go. And that's what Nia needs to do. That's what um, Sasha Banks needs to hurry up and do. Ember Moon, please do. Uh, Nat- yeah. Natty. I mean, it's, it's just so many people that they just need that identity. But the, the women have the opportunity to still grow and get their identity before the next wave comes in. Because when Bianca Belair comes up, she's already got it. Period. Shayna Baszler comes up. And I'm sorry, Rhonda, you could beat Shayna in MMA, but Shayna Baszler has already got that it. And, and, and she's found her character. And she could come in there and be just like a Samoa Joe walking in. And she could wreck shop and give um, Becky the challenge that she rightfully needs those type of opportunities are coming and they need to be ready because when I'm telling you when they get pulled up and same thing on the men's side when Velveteen Dream comes up and then he just shows up and he just does his thing it's, it's, it's crucial crucial and people are going to get left behind if they don't have the avenue but we, we keep saying that eventually they'll listen eventually <laughs> Eventually. Speaking of eventually. Oh, God, I'm sorry. No, no. As far as Ember Moon, I'm just saying <laughs> she's got it. She's got it. You got to let her just let her flourish. She is a she for a reason. Mm-hmm. And then some of these names, too. You know, the Empress of Tomorrow, the War Goddess. But how you keep losing? <laughs> yes, I agree. <laughs> you know, if you're going to have the moniker, you need to win a little bit more. You need to be a little bit more. They need to let you showcase a little bit more. And I know they have their format. I know they have their box. But at the same time, WCW had that box. And then Cruiserweights came in and just destroyed the mold. And now, wait, wait, did that fool just fly off the top rope over and land into the crowd hmm. and hit the mark? God dang on. What the heck is Eddie Guerrero doing? This is crazy. You know, that's where really those this is awesome chants and holy S's came in and you just you couldn't believe what you were seeing and that was just on a monday 
Like, hell, and the pay-per-views on Sunday? And we get three more of them? You know, same thing with ECW. That's why I was so popular, because you're seeing not always the extreme, but Paul Heyman understood there is performance, and then there is wrestling, and then there is Lucha Libre. <laughs> there, there is the Japanese style, strong style, and, and other opportunities to, to showcase. And if you showcase it in the right way, then you could throw in somebody's face getting put through a car window or something, uh, or going through a table or, or thumbtacks and barbed wire. But you still are interjecting some great entertainment. And by the time they get done, they've seen um, Jushin Thunder Liger or Rey Mysterio or D. Malenko, Eddie Guerrero, you know, some of these greats, you know, everybody just put on a show and you're like, God damn. Oh, I'm sorry. And Chris Jericho. Uh, what the heck did I just watch? Let me rewind the tape and watch it again. But we're getting there because Raw was actually a much better show as of past couple weeks. It flowed quickly and I was happy. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the other matches, uh, the, the Rhino and Slater, even though versus gender, uh, and the Singh brothers, I mean, it was all right. Uh, Apollo versus Dean was a good match, even though I would have rather, well, I mean, it was close to Dean losing a couple times, but I think Dean needed to keep the belt for what he's doing with his character. Uh, Alexa Bliss looked amazing. And, oh, God, yeah. God yeah. yes, God, yes. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> I'm, I'm and, not going to get into detail. And even though we were not happy with how it started, Denying Tamina, Ronda, and Natty match wasn't really that bad. Ronda came in and looked how she should have looked against Natty, being all pissed off and mad when she came down to the ring. It's like, God, mm-hmm. where was that fire? And then, you know, you should have kicked into that gear. And then we could have went another 10 minutes and had that ending. I would have been happy. But we just, I don't know. I think they stretched it out and we, we talked about that. But that was raw, you know, on that side of the universe. Then you had your boy Big E on SmackDown for New Year's as a New Year's baby, <laughs> all oiled up, doing his thing. I don't understand it, but I loved it. I still understand why people was fighting to get the pancakes he pulled out of his adult diaper. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, whatever you're going to do with that pancake, I get you. <laughs> Just don't eat it. Have at it, but just don't bring it this way. Uh, but I did like how they did uh, the rub on uh, Rick Steiner when he was doing the calculation, uh, uh, playing a, a, a snippet out from when Rick Steiner was doing his calculation in TNA on the percentages on why he should win the match. <laughs> it's like that math is crazy. So uh, the New Day's opening was was spot on. And then even Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy's match was great. Don't understand that's the, why they're still. That's a very with it, but un, it was great. That's an underrated feud. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe Jeff Hardy is an underrated feud. I will say that. That could be something that's a good TV title, right? Because it, it, it's just something before the next level. Yep. But that's providing Jeff Hardy gets to Brother Nero. That should be the payoff. He got choked right. out by Joe. Joe's talked about him being an alcoholic. So why not, if I had to steer it in that direction, Jeff, quote-unquote, relapses, 
and starts to lose his mind and gets quote unquote broken, which makes him awoken, which brings in some black and white crazy umbrella ish stuff, and he becomes my brother Nero, who is managed by Matt Hardy. And then Joe's like, What the hell did I get myself into? Kind of like what they did with the demon is coming versus whoever has has driven and spiked uh, uh, Finn Balor to that point to bring out the demon. So they could still have a good payoff. They could have a good payoff at WrestleMania if they curate this properly. Same thing like what they curated with the Vince, Shane, and a real AJ Styles backstage promo. Even though I don't understand what the purpose of the real AJ Styles thought or angle is if it's not going to lead to the Bullet Club. But it was still cool to see. I don't know. I'm wondering mm. where, where, where Vince, where Vince's pockets is willing to go with this. Is he going to allow that to go to the Bullet Club? Because again, they're showing on USA Network and I'm sorry, I haven't seen a uh, PG concept law and order yet. <laughs> that is true. I haven't seen no little kid crying. Gong gong. He took my bike. <laughs> you know, I haven't seen that yet. <laughs> but I haven't seen a pop pop. Little girl got shot while riding her bike. Like, really? But we can't get the bullet club. But we've got SVU and people getting special victim united. All the time, and I'm not locking law and order because Lord knows I will watch that to death. You know, big ups to SVU, and I'm still a Criminal Intent fan with uh, my man Gorn and E and Eames in there and all that stuff. But if you can have that, then we can have the Bullet Club. Just saying. I agree wholeheartedly. And um, as far as SVU goes, I watched both marathons over the weekend on Saturday and Sunday. Mm-hmm. And then watched another one on Monday. So, yeah, that, that shows you. I, I'm deep into that. I've seen almost every episode of SVU in 20 years. Almost every episode. I think I'm out probably about five that I haven't seen, and ain't none of them PG. Yep. <laughs> none of it. But, again, you know, that's all in the negotiation and where they want to go because they do have an envelope that they can push. We see that envelope pushed every time The Rock shows up. And, you know, and rightfully so, because what are you going to do? Find him? He's richer than y'all. <laughs> he just writes the check, like, whatever. How much is it? Okay, I'll write it for the next three times, because I may come back two more times next week and say the same crap. Some bitch. <laughs> yeah. And there you go. Smell that. But You're guaranteed to get that. Yep. And speaking of guaranteed, I'm hoping we have a guaranteed payoff. Speaking of payoffs, I guess it's the payoff show since the beginning of the year uh, for the longevity of Rusev Day and him going to becoming more of the Bulgarian brute because I like what happened. It was a good setup for the Nakamura run in. It made Nakamura look fierce. But at the same time, I think Rusev was too babyface for what he has done thus far. Like, he, I think he. What's you, you seen Tropic Thunder, right? Mm-hmm. So you know Simple Jack. And you remember that scene. Mm-hmm. You don't go full. I think he went full face. <laughs> I think that's what happened. He went full face. 
And I was like, no, no, don't go full face. You don't go full face. You save some if you're, if you're going that dramatic heel turn. Because I don't want to see his thunder diminish because he is now the champion. I want Rusev right. Day to be equally as heavy as when he was still a heel and they're chanting Rusev Day when it was him and Aiden English. Uh, I want to see that happen. But at the same time, you have him versus Nakamura going into his strong deep into everything so that way they could just battle against each other. The whole thing with Nakamura and I, 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 you know, I was pissed what he did to Lana. Mm-hmm. To Lana. I was just, I was really pissed. And I was like, come on, Rusev, you got to do something. I, I, I don't know. You might see it. You mess with a man's wife, it, it flips on the switch and something's going to happen. So... It's- is it wrong that I wish that spot was a little bit more dynamic? Because she didn't no. take as much of a bump being a sports entertainer as she could have. Really. like I would have liked to have seen Nakamura really late come down flat, which meant she would have taken a flat bump. And then it would have been a little bit more dynamic to, to warrant Nakamura-Rusev rematch. And Rusev is crush you know, that, that level of of brutality. And then we have a strong style versus Bulgarian style, for lack of a better term, match. And then Rusev still wins. But you never know. Like I said, we could still have more coming out of that going into the Royal Rumble. And then after that, I would end the feud, let it be done. And whoever's a champion can move forward. I don't care which one, because Rusev's Rusev Day is not going away in reference to how over he is, and Nakamura is still over as well. So neither one of them are going to lose out of this. I, I don't want to see Rusev. I mean, I've been dying for it. I called it. I don't want to see Rusev Day end anytime soon. But if it does end, it, it better be because it went from Rusev Day to Rusev Month, and he takes the SmackDown Championship. Mm-hmm. Which would be f- perfectly fine by me, too. I wouldn't mind. It'd be cool. Speaking of cool, Naomi, love the outfit. Her versus Mandy Rose, a.k.a. Sonya Deville. It was okay match. I mean, I like what they're kind of playing up. I think it's better on the social media side than the actual WWE programming side of things. You know, with you messing with my man. But at the same time, I want I want more out of it. Like this is where I think because it's two on one, you could have the Funkodactyls come back, and that would be the two on two right there. Because <laughs> who's who's Naomi going to call? Who's Naomi going to call? I need to call my girl. I need to call my girl to help me snatch your ball. And here comes Karen. Oh my god! Somebody call your mama. I, I- Somebody call I used to love me some dag on Funk the Dockers, man. I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> I used to love them. But I I I bro, this clay was my man. Oh yeah. But they were the best part. <laughs> yes. And his dance in the beginning is like, what the heck? But then after that, it's like whatever, who cares? <laughs> but some, <laughs> they should have had Ernest the Cat Miller do his thing at least once. Then that would have been it since they pretty much took his gimmick. And then gave it to them. But that's a whole other story right there. But I think if, if it was me, 
if it's not Cameron, then it is Bianca Belair. That's how mm. she could come in and get called in. Because you, you, you could have a great tag match. And you could do some different things. Because Bianca is still undefeated. She is still the EST of NXT. And it's time. It's time, time, time. There's nothing for her to do there. She does not need to win the women's championship. She does need to. Even though she's up to wrestle for it, she doesn't need to win. She's on, in my opinion, the, 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 the rise of an Asuka without needing a belt. Asuka had the belt and had the rise. And they built who's uh, ready for Asuka. But she's whipping people with hair. You just got to go ahead and move that up to the main roster. I'm sorry. That's on for video game fans. That's a Bayonetta level right there. So I'm down with that. And then speaking of down, <laughs> the highlight to me of the night, your boy, when I say your boy, I mean your boy, John Cena comes out with his new You Don't Stop Me, You Can't See Me shirt, which ironically was black. Hmm. I wonder who talked about hmm. John Cena coming out in a black shirt. But uh, nobody was expecting, since John Cena pretty much laid out how it normally happens, he talks some stuff with somebody, comes out, says something, and is like, oh, okay, yeah, Cena, you're horrible. And the man comes out. That's all I need to see right there. And Becky just like, I don't really care who the hell you are because you're John Old Cena, and I'm the man. That's all I needed. I didn't even need the tag match. Even though I thought that Zelina and Almas did a great job. They, they, they did what they needed to do for actually making Cena look good for a comeback. And Becky looked good because Becky was actually taller and seemed bigger than Zelina Vega. So that made her look like a, a juggernaut out there just manhandling people and got her message across. So I thought that was a great pairing. I was happy to see it. And what it really reminded me of was at the end of the day, and I'll talk about this a little bit more in detail in another segment, is I call it the passing of the ruthless aggression torch. Just think about it. When Cena came down, oh, I got ruthless aggression. Becky comes down and looks John Cena in the face and says, I'm the man. That's literally pretty much the same thing. Becky just took the mantle from John Cena and could be the next face of the company. You know what? I can see that. I can see that. I, I mean, it's not much that you don't say right here on the sideline junkies, WrestleManiac Saturday podcast. The that mother not, <laughs> it, that's what it is. <laughs> and, 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 but you say it, I see it. And then it may not happen in the next week or so. But all of a sudden, it starts building towards it, and then, boom, pow, surprise, there it is, everything that the Don said. So, yeah, you, I, I can definitely see that. Well, if you're going to see that, I, we, I might well just, we might as well just go pillar to post with it and cover Cena's return from a heel and face perspective. So, I'll go first for the heel perspective. I didn't like it, because I want <laughs> heel Cena. Now, I know we had Becky doing her thing, and that was a great way to slot her in. That was a great way, as I just said, to get her into actually wrestling 
and it's not necessary for her to wrestle somebody else because we're building towards Ronda Rousey and everything else. But I wanted heel Cena. And I know he says he doesn't want to, but the business needs that extra media spark. Ronda Rousey is box office, but the box office is now a wrestling box office or sports entertainment box office. That moment of her having a first match or she's at WrestleMania, all that, she's now a sports entertainer. People have moved on. They're on the cyborg and everything else. Brock Lesnar, when he Mm. wins both belts, or he has both belts, will be the next insurgence of media attention. But then Brock is on Brock's limited schedule because now he's got to defend the UFC title. And they may have him drop the WWE Universal so that way he can focus on that and then just bounce back and forth. But there's nothing that is that outside of what Becky Lynch has done, but even bigger than that, that will just get the whole world talking at the level that started the Attitude Era. The whole world talking at the level of the NWO taking over or Scott Hall, as we thought Razor Ramon was showing up on Nitro or that whole buzz of who's the third man, which rest his soul, Mean Gene. Kevin Nash was just talking about how Mean Gene was potentially, if Hogan didn't want to do it, would have been the third man that came down. So we need that. And John Cena heel turn would have been that that fire. And it could still have been a slow burn or slow build going up to it, but it could have planted the seed. And it just could have exploded. But I knew when he came out and he showed his towel and it had the Ellen picture on the back, like, oh, we've lost it. It's not happening. Not happening. So I, from the heel perspective, thought it was whack. (laughs) Well, my take from the face perspective, I enjoyed it. I loved it. And I'll say this. John, anytime John Cena goes away for a while, you kind of miss him. Not even going to lie. You miss him a little bit. Because, number one, right now, name me one person, maybe two people better than him at doing promos. The People's Choice, Don Rodriguez. <laughs> well, I, I mean, come on now. I, that's I not even a fair you. comparison. <laughs> that was low-hanging fruit. I had to take that one. But, <laughs> but that's not a comparison. Roster. I mean, Active roster outside of Becky Lynch, um, nobody. Exactly. One thing Cena can do when he gets in the middle of that ring and he has a mic in his hand, he he has the mic in his left hand. He has you in the palm of his right hand. That's one thing you can say about Cena. Mm-hmm. He's going to give you the promo. He's going to get you amped up for the match. You can you can script the match any way you want. You already know how it's going to go, but he's going to get you hyped up for it. Another reason why it's good, because I see something that's going to happen, and it's got to happen. With John Cena being a face, and who who, who would he take on? He could defeat the the likes of Samoa Joe. He could start doing run-ins against Samoa Joe and Jeff Hardy. But it also could turn Jeff Hardy into Brother Nero. Where along the lines that Jeff Hardy, I don't need you to help me type thing. And the next thing you know, he snaps. And there it is. But that, 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 that'll bring a, a whole dynamic of Samoa Joe versus Jeff Hardy versus John Cena. 
but it might be something just to get Cena's feet wet. But then you also, uh, uh, Cena, uh, uh, Mustafa Ali would be great. A Cena Rey Mysterio would be great. A Cena AJ Styles would be great. So it's so many different options and different scenarios you could use just to have Cena back in the fold. So that's why I felt that it was great. I mean, I understand you want the heel turn. And quite frankly, I think you may get it. So, but we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. In order for you to get that heel turn, and even though I don't know if the pictures were an indication or foretelling of what's about to come, John Cena in an NWO t-shirt is something that maybe dare I say it, up next. And I don't mean like, oh, next pay-per-view, end of the month. No, I think it may be coming. And But the end overall, they're going to take over SmackDown. They're going to, I'm sorry, they're going to invade Raw. They're going to invade SmackDown. They're going to invade NXT. It's going to be one of those things that what it should have been the first time where they came and NWO came in full force mm-hmm. and in the whole entire WWE because if you're going to inject poison you can't inject poison in one spot no it's just going to stay in that spot you inject poison in the arm that's supposed to kill off something oh you killed off an arm but you didn't kill the whole thing it should be a poison that's spread out and it envelops everything and I think that may be the thing that may pop and do it for WWE but then Kind of sort of like the Nexus almost did, but on a bigger level. Because what faction like the NWO is bigger? The only thing is Bullet Club because it's the only strong faction left. But guess what? John Cena coming back. He takes on, he defeats, oh man, everybody I named. You know, he, he's not he's taking on all comers. Don't care who you are, mid-card, a job, or whatever. He's beating everybody. And he's showing why he is the great John Cena. But then all of a sudden, you keep seeing John talk to these mysterious characters about, yeah, oh, it's going the time is coming. The time is coming. Nobody ever sees him. But then all of a sudden, you get the NWO. They come back. John Cena's a part of the NWO. I mean, that's great TV right there. But then on top of that, that's when you strike the deal and the Bullet Club comes. That that poison that Mr. McMahon tried to put in years ago, finally, it, it was like a, 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 a tumor that never went away and just grew. Mm. So the NWO is that tumor. Mm. But the chemotherapy for that tumor is the Bullet Club. So that's why John Cena's return is the greatest thing possible. Damn. Well, there's your pillar to post. And also, he just went ham and covered the last segment of the show. I'm just booking that right now. We're just going to put the stamp on it. Please, when you get the Raw, let that start to come to fruition. Because, man, I want to see that. I want to see that. Hands down. I didn't mean to jump so far. <laughs> hey, hey, it's a new year. When the spirit's moving you, you go ahead, you shout for joy, god dang it. You, yeah, as Devon would say, testify. <laughs> and after that, I'm not going to lie to you. 
you put so much out there that it made me hungry. Infatuation but, hungry. But well you you know <laughs> right then and there, you already know about the infatuation. I mean if you don't anybody that doesn't know about the infatuation, download the app. But to learn about it, we're gonna step away and we're gonna let BJ tell you about it. But it's a great app. Hey BJ, tell them about that infatuation. We'll be right back. what I always tell you, right back like we never left. Jeez. That was now some good wanna, info. Yeah. Now I want to use the infatuation. I mean, it's late, but I'm sure it got a lot of stuff that's still open. Well, I, I might have to take me a ride. When you're a junkie, a sideline junkie, you're going to find some great sports talk, some great wrestling talk, and some great food. So those three things right there pretty much covers any guy or gal that wants to go out and enjoy their day or their night. No time matters. And that's a, a absolute beautiful thing because one thing I can tell you, I can tell you we'd get some good food, but the infatuation got me beat because I learned a lot from that app. Not only that, but since it's given some great information, it also is reminding me of how infatuated I am with my superstar of the week. Uh-oh. It should be a no-brainer. Because I'm already, I'm a mark. It's not even a smart mark. I'm just the mark for my girl Becky Lynch. Two reasons why this week. First one is because of the swagger level that she had on the Doctor of Thugonomics. Let me say that again. Just picture that. We see John Cena do all rap battles and all this other crazy stuff and cut a promo and put people down and do all this. But this week, Becky Lynch had more swag. Like, Leo Rush had been talking about swag as she was walking down that level. You know, even more than walking down than Samoa Joe. She had some swag over John Cena and almost made John Cena look like he was a noob when it came down to rig presence. She dominated the entire squared circle, all 20 by 20. That's the first thing. The second thing is a tweet she put out talking about how Oscar's the champion and what's happening. Who's talking about this? But when she was champion, everybody knew. Everybody was talking about it. Everybody was thinking about it. Everybody was tweeting about it. Everybody was texting about it. But Asuka's the champion. And who's really caring about Asuka? Those two things right there, mm. that's just what I'm just going to call real G. The man has walked into not the house that AJ Styles built, but the house that John Cena erected for the modern era, non-attitude era of SmackDown, the ruthless aggression forward. And Becky just came in and said, yeah, this is a man's world. (laughs) (laughs) And just took it. So that's why the Bexter, the last kicker, is my superstar of the week. Well, I'm going to have to take the road less traveled and jump off the beaten path. Uh-oh. 
My superstar of the week is Nia Jax. No, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. <laughs> you better not. Oh, I was going to go in on that one. I'm like, I know he didn't just mark out for real. And then I, you know what I was going to say. Just look how gorgeous she is. Just oh, beautiful. Just she's not but, like most girls. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but my superstar of the week is none other than the American Nightmare. Cody Rhodes. Mm, tell them why, please. They need to hear this. Now, see, back in October, Cody, now Cody Rhodes is no longer affiliated with the Bullet Club. Let's say that. Since October. He lost the uh, New Japan United States Championship to Juice Robinson. Okay. January 1st, Cody Rhodes unveiled a new promotion. All Elite Wrestling. That right there. You started a new business. Just, number one, he's the son of one of the greatest wrestlers ever and one of my favorite, uh, the Midnight Rider, a.k.a. Dusty Rhodes. Took it back. Yeah, because <laughs> I can tell you stories about that. But I just what Cody has done, because he has control, he has creative control over his character. You can see how he's evolved. And it's no longer uh, living in the shadow of the legacy of his father and his brother. But he's busted out. And, and in the last, what, year and a half, he's been out of WWE. It's been, shoot, close to two years? Mm-hmm. Jeez, I didn't even know it was that long. Okay, but that whole time, he's been gone. Look at how he's evolved from Ring of Honor, TNA, New Japan, and now all of a sudden, he has his own wrestling promotion. That's my superstar of the week. Uh, basically, creative control alone, he's turned into one of the hottest wrestlers. And if he doesn't get voted for Wrestler of the Year in 2018 and win it, only other person, only other wrestler that can challenge him for wrestler of the year is the aforementioned Becky Lynch, of course. Uh, Kenny Omega. And possibly, possibly Ronda Rousey. But Becky Lynch, Kenny Omega, Cody Rhodes, those are your three that should be running neck and neck for wrestler of the year. Mm -hmm. Look at the year Cody has had. Well, I mean, look at the 2019 he's had. Adam Cole in there, too. Adam Cole. I can't forget about him. Baby. I'm just... Ah, man. Not only has Cody taken the next step, and most people didn't see him as a main eventer, but now... He's got away from WWE. He's uh, has creative control, but he's made himself a bona fide gate filler. People are clamoring to see him wherever he goes. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, the rumor has it that it's some boss stuff, and he has, <laughs> as my man Negan would say. Beach ball size nuts for this. 
said that uh, a couple weeks ago, WWE came at him to sign him back. He turned him down. Mm-hmm. Anybody that can tell Vincent Kennedy McMahon, no. Hey, you you just that's like telling the mob no. Yeah. Like you don't tell Mr. McMahon no. Well, I think Vince but, appreciated that because he understands. But I wish you would have done it because we did talk about that. Not not to interject in uh, your moment, but um, I think from the funding perspective, see Booker T uh, having your own promotion. That's how he could have used those proceeds to fund, but be on a limited contractual obligation time frame like a Brock Lesnar. Mm-hmm. It's just. Whew. Not only, I mean, this is the first week of the year. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll say this. Cody has had one of the best 2018s of any wrestler. Winning it all in. Um, geez. Best in the world. I, I mean, just what he's done in a year, but not only that, but I think what puts him head and shoulders above the rest is the announcement he made on New Year's Day. All Elite Wrestling puts him head and shoulders above the rest, and that was this week because today is only the fifth. Going into the sixth, he is my superstar of the week. I I agree with that pick, but you know, a couple other things that I would like to interject on him being your pick is he was able to do one thing that Booker T was not able to truthfully have come to fruition. And that's the fact that Brandy Rhodes is putting in that work right now in the squared circle as well. And intergender as well as regular matches that she's having. And she is looking great. That's the one thing, unfortunately, Charmel wasn't able to transition and we see have happened. So the fact that they're a duo doing all of this is amazing. The second thing is now there is some real competition on who's going to sign Kenny Omega first. And I think Cody will probably say, okay, Kenny, how about four dates this year? That's it. All right, sign. And that's what we may have happen, opposed to the WWE wanting Kenny Omega, period. So it's going to be interesting to see because Cody said it's all about the fans. So what would the fans want? They would want to see Kenny Omega interjected. They may, you know, definitely, or at least they should want to see Chris Jericho interjected and a bunch of other superstars that, you know, are out there that we would love to see come back into the limelight and and have some opportunities from Ring of Honor, TNA, uh, former WWE, so many options. And there's a lot of stuff that can happen in this promotion and also bring in some young upstarts that we've never heard of. So he's got a, a lot to, to think about. I mean, he, he's, he was under the learning tree of one of the almighty being dusty. So the key now is going to be see how his creative build upward and how he's going to be able to maintain the development from the mindset of where like Triple H is, where the need to develop and train and build the brand before you even put them on TV is paramount. That's going to be the thing that's going to make or break AEW. So if he can make sure that we have that mastered, then the sky's the limit 
on exactly what's happening. Sky is the limit. They haven't talked about uh, who would fill out the roster all the way. Because as of right now, all they have uh, as far as wrestling talent is uh, Hangman Page, Matt Jackson, and Nick, and Brandy Rhodes, and Britt Baker. That's it. And Cody, of course. But that's it. So once everything comes in, but I hear, what I hear is a lot of legends have signed on to help get them off the ground and give them credibility. But you talk about Kenny Omega. Uh, I'm sorry, but I think not only will it be Kenny Omega that jumps to AEW, but also the one Y2J, Mr. Chris Jericho, will also be there. Mm -hmm. Because uh, I've seen quite a few Instagram posts of those three, Kenny Omega, Y2J and Cody. Uh, what does somebody describe it as? The Alpha, the Omega, and the Jericho, I believe it was. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but just to see those three together, I'm not, I'm, hey, guess what? It's going to happen. And if AEW winds up landing Kenny Omega, who is, I believe, one of maybe five top sought after indie wrestlers. She man, man, man. Yeah, that's gonna put him on the mark. And then the other key, if I was WWE, if I don't have him signed on the roster, I would sign him to the network. I would offer him network time. That could be the other show. And say, hey, just like they did with ECW. We'll loan you some superstars as well. We have legends. Instead of there being embargoes on those legends, we'll let them go over. Kind of like what Tom Dreamer is doing, um, and bouncing back and forth between different promotions. We'll let you have mm-hmm. access without any ramifications to Maryland Championship Wrestling or NXT. And then you will have not, you won't have to worry about finding and, and working towards television deals. We got you. It's 24-7. And that will also help the subscription base because now they've got a place to go that they can see this content with a, with a separate brand, a separate option when you select WWE Network and or when you go to the app and then you select uh, WWE Network or you can watch AEW programming through that. Because... But now you... you go ahead, we going to say? Go ahead. No, no, I was saying you saying that. You got my brain like really turn it because if you can't buy these indie promotions distribution yeah why not distribute it because that's the one thing uh that stopped eric bischoff from buying wcw what good is all of wcw if you can't air it right how hard is it you know why spend and invest all that money into getting a network deal when you have this base that is tied into your legacy why not broker a deal to be the first one? And this could be the first of many. So the WWE Network has become a true umbrella and it will have different opportunities to show other things. You could put New Japan through that. 
You could put mm-hmm. Maryland Championship Wrestling. You could put mm-hmm. um, some of the, the European promotions through it, not just NXT, but you could have the tabs and you can watch their product. And then through WWE.com, you could have links to theirs. And guess who's getting residual off of that? So you could make a whole separate business off of the business. Mm-hmm. Cut me my check. But only <laughs> thing is, my check. each and every independent uh, 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 wrestling, whether it's MCW, AEW, Ring of Honor, whoever, you get all of them, get all the indies together, just, just do distribution deals. But they keep creative control. Yeah. WWE has no control over creative. It's the WWE network. It's your network. But they have no control over it. You do your storylines, this, that, and other. Now, it may be other wrestlers from different promotions coming in, but basically what you just did, you brought territorial wrestling back. Mm-hmm. And you put it under one umbrella where everybody eats. Nobody's starving. Exactly. And a little guy has a chance. Because if the little guy can make a bunch of noise, if the little guy is where you would go anyway because you're scouting around all year long looking for great talent, great opportunities for these classics, especially um, in AAA, which I think definitely needs to be shown because uh, there's so much talent down there and opportunity for people to see what true Lucha Libre is all about and see great superstars that they're missing, like Alberto El Patron, even when Rey Mysterio would, would slide through a Conan or La Parca or Juventud or anybody that we've seen. And then we were like, man, I wonder what they're doing to see them and have that opportunity. But like you said, have creative control, but they are getting to the audience of audiences. And then you can have the occasional brokered opportunity for a Brock Lesnar to show up on Ring of Honor programming. Can you imagine how one hand washes the other? Mm-hmm. And it's just like it used to be in old school where you were the championship and you had bookings in other times and you're the heel because you're coming in as you're the WWE champion and I'm just here at this little rinky-dink bingo hall like they did in ECW and, you know, I'm the bad guy. Instant heat because I am the, the mark of excellence and y'all are just the peons and then we have the matches that come through that. You can really bring back that old school feel, that old school vibe, like you said, of the territory wrestling, but yet it's still under the global elephant of the WWE without any issues. And that would cross over so many opportunities. You could have magazines. WWE magazine could come back, but it'll have interjection from the different independents that are tied into it. You could do so much that would bring instant revenue from a business standpoint. Because WWE's going to get residuals. They don't have to spend as much money to get on network. They don't have to fight as hard and be competing. Because right now, as we're doing this podcast, it is a new day. It's Sunday. It's 12-12. The Cowboys have won. And Ring of Honor is on at midnight. So Mm -hmm. who the hell is watching Ring of Honor at midnight? And this is the second airing. (laughs) The other time frame, at least where I am in the South is early in the morning. So mm-hmm. if you're not up early trying to catch Ring of Honor, if you're not up late, you're going to miss it. So all the opportunity there is gone. But if I've got the network and I can click on and see Ring of Honor programming, man, 
that'd be sick. Or watch New Japan or watch AEW. And I'm going to one place, one $10 fee. Even, uh-huh. you know what? Let's just be honest. You know what? If we're going to provide you that much programming, I would pay $20 a month for all that opportunity. That is, that's <laughs> still not that bad. That's less than no, Xbox it's not. Live and PlayStation Network. <laughs> Look at what you're getting for that $20. You're getting not one promotion. You're getting sometimes and possibly six promotions that you can get programming from. Yep. But not only that, you still get the WWE program with the, the, the shows and everything. But eventually, what is it going to grow from that? It's going to grow from being straight online to being online and them getting their own cable channel mm-hmm. on not basic cable, but you know, the next pa- I don't know what they call it now because I'm old now. You know, it it, it was basic cable was nothing, no movie channels, anything. But the, the the next step up where it's one of those packages that you know you get the WWE network, it's an extra six dollars a month. Okay, I'm I'm good with that. I'll take WWE. And that programming is giving you everything. It's a twenty it's twenty four hours mm-hmm. straight WWE. And you may have a commercial promoting a Raw, a SmackDown, a New Japan, whatever. But that's the only commercials you're getting in that 24-hour period. Mm-hmm. Now, you talk about Ring of Honor on at 12 o'clock. Only way I'm able to watch Ring of Honor, I have to watch it on DVR. Only way I'm able to watch New Japan, I have to figure out what channel it's going to be on this week and catch it on DVR and hopefully that I get all of it. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it'll start three quarters into the show. So, I mean, those everything we just laid out. Tell me what would be the hold hold up with having that happen. Yep. So, Vince, Trips, Steph. That's the evolution right there. That is the evolution. And then here's the most important thing. Remember earlier in the show, I was talking about how the WWE needs something like a WCW or another promotion to help drive their creative juices. Imagine how easy it is to gauge. You're not looking at Nielsen ratings. You're looking at viewer pings on the WWE Network. So how many people are clicking on January 5th, 2019's edition of Ring of Honor versus how many people are watching the Edge of Kristen show that just aired their new episode or the Raw recap or whatever it may be. And then each promotion is like, okay, why are they pink? What are they doing? And then they're going back and forth competing and, and trying, but yet it's still all in one localized place under the, the World Wrestling Entertainment umbrella of programming. But yet they're still, like you said, their own independent entity. As long as they're abiding by the PG rules for the most part, then they're okay. Unless they show the disclaimer like they do for some old Attitude Era stuff. Which I still don't understand why they can't say the F at this moment when it's WW. Uh, let's just say WWF. I don't understand why we're still doing that. It's been long enough. The, the, the panda bears don't really care anymore. But they made such a big deal about it. 
starting out that I mean, how long did that lawsuit last? That lawsuit last lasted what? Damn near ten years. Yep. Which I still and don't. They find. I, I don't either. Oh, we don't want. We want people to think about the world, uh, the wildlife world wildlife fund. I don't even know what WWF stands for anymore. <laughs> but you did that to bring attention, but then you faded into obscurity. Yep. Like you stole, <laughs> for for the lack of better term, you stole part of my childhood with WWF. And how, you know, that Attitude Era was scratched in. It's like the Attitude Era died when it became WWE. Yeah, get the F out. But on the positive side, we do know what WWE stands for. Yes, we do. And what does WWE stand for? Walk with Elias! (laughs) Yep, so I know it, so. Like I said, uh, I mean, it's already been a, a great first show of 2019. It's been so good that KG jumped because normally we'll be covering the Booker segment, which his topic of all things was what would be going on with Cena over the next uh, couple weeks. You just laid out WrestleMania and beyond with Bullet Club and NWO and all this other stuff. So if, if you missed that and you just had to step away and you're just hearing this part. Go back, rewind, do whatever you need to do on your computer or your phone or your tablet, etc. on the Anchor app and hear exactly what he just laid out because it was, it was liquid gold. I mean, Jim Ross would be ready to call all that. And then, well, I, man, what a show. To be honest with you, I didn't mean to jump that far, but it just started flowing and everything started coming to me. That's that that right there is uh a lot of the dawn rubbing off on me. The last few months of <laughs> us doing this every Saturday and just listening to him and seeing everything and just hoping I could keep up because I had got out of wrestling so for so long. And the next thing I know. I started getting back into it. We started doing this. And then next thing I know, I got somebody I can rub elbows with that I can basically put, hey, I can run down court and throw it off the backboard. And I know the Don's going to come down the middle, grab it, and windmill it in. I'm good. Dunk it. Dunk it. <laughs> uh, it's like I'm D-Wade and that's LeBron. So, hey, you know, I'm good with it. I actually put a, a, a jot of note down that you had one of my tangents. Normally, I'm the one that's going to go off on uh, a tangent, take you all over around the world and bring it back. I'm like, well, shoot, if you're going to go ahead and get his in, uh, that saves me from having to do it this week. <laughs> but next week, I may have to jump back in because, I mean, we're going to go back around the world uh, and, and, and cover everything that happened in the universe uh, for this upcoming week. Pillar to post, we're going to do that heel and face perspective on whatever the, the big topic is that we want to discuss and we may switch sides and I may cover the face perspective. Who knows? We'll see what happens as the immortal one comes back to pay homage to mean Gene Oakland on Monday night raw, who also I think Ric Flair should come because if you're going to have, let me tell you something, mean Gene, you can't omit mean by God, Gene at the same time to have those two mm-hmm. entities together in one ring paying homage would be even more spectacular. And then we'll cover our superstars of the upcoming week and providing KG won't jump ahead. We'll book 
whatever the next uh, <laughs> perception is going to be for whatever superstar is, is hot and on fire and what we would like to see. So we'll have uh, this format going forward to really get people excited and hopefully get you starting to talk to your neighbor as you're sitting at your computer or doing whatever you're doing at work and say, hey, uh, you may want to listen to this podcast because these guys are just crazy enough to make some sense. And then in the midst of that, they also tell you how to find a good place to eat on the Infatuation app. I mean, you can't ask for anything more from the sideline junkies and the WrestleManiacs and that every Saturday night when we put it down on the mothership from us to you. I got no rebuttal. All I can <laughs> say is, uh, you know, you get hit. Speaking of which, Anchor is one of our sponsors also. This is our home. So you can hear us right here on Anchor. But if you do have an Anchor app, the Anchor app, Anchor profile, everything, you can always call into the show. Give us your rebuttals, your comments. Leave it. I mean, keep it clean, kind of, sort of. I mean, you know, we we, we, we all listed as explicit, but we kind of sort of keep it clean. So whatever you have to say, we don't care. We, we'll take care of it. And, you know. If, if, if we can, if I got to hit you back, say, hey, clean that up for me and give it to me the same way. Just come on back. But, hey, hit that anchor app up. Hit our call in. Call into the show. Uh, you can email us, sidelinejunkies247 at gmail.com. Social media on uh, Twitter and Instagram with Sideline Junkies. On Facebook, Sideline Junkies colon podcast. Uh, like I said, you can hear us right here on Anchor. Radio Public, Breaker, CastBox, Google Podcasts, iTunes Podcasts, Stitcher, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Spotify, Podchaser, and Podbean. So, it's no excuse why you're not listening to the sideline junkies. None whatsoever. Mm-hmm. So, I, you know what? First show, this is an indication of what 2019 has for not only the WrestleManiacs, but Sideline Junkies as a whole on every show across the whole entire board. I, I, I'm all for it. Like, just the the feeling that I have right now. Whew, uh, you know, I thought that somebody turned the, the, the heat down, but, I mean, this heat's pumping. I got chills going up and down my spine here. That's probably because Dallas won. No, I'm sick to my stomach with that. <laughs> I am sick. I can't wait to hear what you're going to say tomorrow or today. Mm. Junie is going to light you up. Yeah, because if I'm not mistaken, I think Junie's 2-0 this week already. I think he had the Colts and the Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Gee, me Christmas. Good luck. See, this week is not me making you eat crow. There's no paper no. this week. You're safe. That's all right, but guess what? Next pay-per-view, I will come out victorious. You know what that next pay-per-view is, so I hope you're ready because it's getting bigger, better. Rumble is coming. Mania is coming. And the reset of the year, the, the new year for WWE, the Monday after WrestleMania is coming. So there's some strong opportunities for any and everything to happen between now and then. And, of course, we're going to talk about it a lot. Well, you know, well, hold on, wait. Let me ask a question. We're in the month of January. What is our pay per view at the end of this month? 
the Royal Rumble. Mm. The Royal Rumble. That's our pay per view at the end of this month. That's 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 you know what's going to happen. Right? One. That's that's half your WWE Network year right there. Now you got that's January twenty seventh. This is the thirty second year. Wow. Okay. I wonder how we gonna get it. We gonna get a thirty one a thirty uh woman Royal Rumble match. Oh yeah, Guaranteed. again this year, guaranteed. And, and you know what? It's not gimmicked. No, you can do that with the men's, but don't do that with the women no, because we got neither one. They just need to be straight really? potential winners. We so know not even is. sprinkling. Oh yeah, no, no. we we need not it to be hard. Uh, sprinkling a Howard Finkel or something like that to get tossed <laughs> out really, really quick. No, I don't think the Fink can handle getting uh, tossed <laughs> over the ropes. He'll probably commentate all the way down, though. I'd love to hear him <laughs> introduce himself and uh, as he talk about his exit at the same time. But, no, it needs mm-hmm. to be – I mean, if somebody comes out, there needs to be somebody that's viable that can go for uh, six months or so on a program against somebody. It really needs to be potential superstars because you've got, as we've talked about before, a lot of NXT that needs to transition over. A lot of people that's going to be coming from other promotions that are going to be interjected in and your current superstars. There's too much talent to not be in the Rumble. It needs to be your number one contender and your champion and everybody else is in the Rumble. Uh That's how it needs to be. And that covers enough. And if you're not in there, then... That may be something else subsequent. Well, we got the tag teams too, so that would that would pull more superstars out. You could do a couple triple threat tag matches or something like that, or six mans for tag championships. You know, New Day versus Sanity or whatever. But there needs to be strong presence from the potential that we don't know who can win because everybody is currently employed on a long term basis or a long basis with the WWE. So if they win the belt, we know they're good for six months. That is true, but now I'm I'm thinking in my head like who could I mean you could have this both Roy Rumbles women and men could go so many ways. Uh, you could have a few women debut from NXT at the Royal Rumble. Um, you could have Lars just debut from NXT at the Royal Rumble, mm-hmm. and then Monday you know let them show up Monday and on Tuesday. Raw and SmackDown. And then don't decide, but just hold everybody in the palm of your hand because everybody's waiting to see where he goes. And I, I, you said SmackDown, I say Raw. But wherever he goes, it is going to be awesome. Yeah, I hope as long as his promos are good. But yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the Royal Rumble is going to be the first pay-per-view of the new direction. And if they keep true to what they're saying, they have the potential to have a good direction. Like, I wouldn't be opposed to uh, R-Truth coming in at number 30 and winning the Rumble. Why not? But I would be opposed to Braun Strowman coming into, you know, for lack of a, I know he's wrestling Brock, but if he was to come into the Rumble and then win, like, Why? You know, that's the same program we've seen. We need somebody else to come in and win the, the, the opportunity to go to WrestleMania. Somebody fresh, somebody new. Women, it could be as anybody as possible because they're still fresh and new themselves. 
on the evolution and the revolution of what's going on. But on the men, it needs to be, it can't be just phoned in. <clears throat> True. Kofi Kingston yeah. could win the Royal Rumble. And it'd be three on one at WrestleMania. They would go and kind of put an addendum on the Freebird rule that it could be an outside tag in at any time. So if let's say Brock yeah. has the belt, he's now wrestling all three members of the New Day, and it could be called the Freebird Lesnar rule. Just think about that. He starts with Kofi. Uh-huh. Kofi rolls out and tags Xavier. Xavier comes in. Xavier rolls out. And then it's Big E and Lesnar for the end. And it'd be a three-on-one pileup to get the pin. And the New Day is the champion. I think the, the crowd would pop hard for that, man. Just for the, the, the insidiousness of what we just watched. And then everybody's like, but how'd that happen? And then on Monday they would talk about exactly how that happened because there is an addendum to the Freebird rule, which is called the Lesnar rule. Hmm. And you know what? You know what's going to happen. If that, let's say that that, that, that that goes just the way you said it. Big E turns into the monster that he, was, he once was. And the New Day breaks up because then ego comes into play. It's no mm-hmm. longer about pancakes. Now they're all looking uh-uh. at the gold. I got, y'all about to get an extra book segment. But y'all, <laughs> <laughs> they're all looking at the gold. And then it's like, but I'm the champion. No, I'm the champion. And then that's how the new day implodes. And Big E comes out on top as the champion because nobody else beats him. And then that leaves the other two to pursue tag titles. Or they could just still be good and be a cohesive unit and say Big E. You keep the, the title, Kofi and I are going for the tag championships, and then we'll just switch out. It could be it could go either way. Or or you say, okay, Biggie, you got the universal championship. Uh oh. Wins the uh Intercontinental Championship. But she was a very great United States champion. Mm-hmm. Uh Xavier wins the newly created US T I'm sorry, the yeah, the United States TV title. So all three have gold, and then they use the free bird rule to hold on to the tag team titles. Mm. And they just so pass a the lot of around. gold around the, exactly, and it's a lot of gold. And they, they they're still themselves, mm-hmm. but it's like when Big E is they, they try to isolate Big E because he's the top star but he's still himself but when he gets in that ring and that bell rings that monster that you once saw that came out with CM Punk and AJ Lee returns are you trying to give him the Festus role (laughs) (laughs) you know what that's exactly who I thought about when I said that I was like yeah that's kind of old but yeah give him Festus that's funny As long as he's not sticking his tongue out, like, uh, you know. Please don't. No. Like, gosh, uh, he might as well become the Yeti after that. Mm-hmm. You got to call in Tony Schiavone so he can shake his head while he's calling that. It's the Yeti. Like, what the hell? Doesn't even look like a Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that, oh god, Kevin Nash, man, go back to Oz. It was at least it looked better. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's a possibility. But I don't know, nah, not not as far as Festus the yet, no, none of that. But I mean, you 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 see where you had the missteps with certain things at. So what do you do with mistakes? You learn from them, you build on them, you grow from them. Mm-hmm. So you, you can look back and it's a lot of mistakes that were made in every promotion somewhere. You take those mistakes and you flip them around and you build on them and you make those mistakes. You don't make the same mistake twice or in certain cases, three, four times, but you don't make it again. You know, okay, if I go this way, this is what's going to happen. So I'm going to go the other way. So maybe, just maybe. Sky's the limit. And hopefully somebody's listening because we all we are in the sky right now. <laughs> way up in there. Should we get lightheaded? All these things we're throwing around up against the wall. Something will stick. I Man. I, and you know what to tell you you said something when we were talking about the distribution deal with uh, WWE Network that I thought about and as far as you know everything going back to kind of sort of territorial wrestling only thing that you wouldn't be able to have like the old days you know the loser leaves town match or something like that and somebody comes back in a mask I mean everybody's pretty much identifiable now and you know a lot of those territorial wrestlings like if you were in the Midwest a guy could wrestle and be beat down in the Midwest, but then when he comes to the East Coast, New York and everything, he could be the strongest man on earth. See, that's the only thing. You can't do those things where you got a a, a wrestler you normally see as a heel all the time. He goes elsewhere, and he's a face. Like, you go to Memphis and wrestle with Jerry Lawler, you're a face. But then when you come back to WWE, you're a heel. Because it's going to be so, everything's so accessible now. And everything goes viral. So, you just wouldn't be able to do those things. But you'll be able to get to the main point, the gist of territorial wrestling, which is the exposure for the guys that are up and coming. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot to work out. But I will say one person that has of recent time been able to do that is Chris Jericho because he, he's, wow. he's different things for different promotions so he's, he's like the, 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 the chameleon of sports entertainment whatever you need Y2J to be he's going to do that and it, like the persona that he has in New Japan is so far to the left of what he is in WWE that he could bring that to WWE and be a new Chris Jericho opposed to AJ Styles who is the real AJ Styles, but it's still AJ Styles. Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. has, has done a good job of separating and changing himself from the new and the old, so you can tell the difference. Becky Lynch, you can tell the difference between the new and the old. So it's just right person, right gimmick, um, or right personality that you know can be. Because, again, Cody Rhodes is another example. Stardust on this side, Cody Rhodes on this side. Or American Nightmare on this side. And he could swap spots <laughs> if it was on the network. And on AEW, he could be Stardust. Since he's the boss, why, why does he have to be Cody? Well, yeah. So, I mean, you, that could, is you, true. Could, you could do still so much with that. And since you don't have to worry about that much overhead when it comes down to production and everything, because you can film it at, guess what? Full Sail University. It's right there. 
they produce NXT, and what are you doing for the other days in a week? So, I mean, it's, it's, not, not, exactly. not a thing. there's so much opportunity that from a business standpoint, if it was me, that's what I would pitch to Triple H. And then say, okay, now talk to, Vin, well, talk to Shane, and then talk to Stephanie, and then make it happen with Vince. That's the order of, of, of conversation that I would go. Because the understanding would really go Triple H to Shane for the changing of the business, which future speak is going to be really interesting to see who's going to run WWE for real and who's going to take that chairman seat. I still think it should be Shane, but it could be Trips. Or it could be Stephanie, but really I think it, 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 Shane and, uh, and Triple H is going to be in the running, but that's going to be an interesting dynamic. And I don't think it, it's going to change the business. It won't be bad either way, but I still think Shane, rightfully so, by birthright, should be the, the next chairman of the board. I agree with that. I mean, that's the the the, the pecking order that we've we foresaw twenty years mm-hmm. since the Mean Street Posse. Yep. So that's the that's kind of sort of how we thought things were. Every time Vince went away, it was Shane who ran the business. Oh, you know when Vince went away TV wise, and you thought he was out of the picture, it was Shane that was pulling the strings. Mm-hmm. And that would and, give you know, Shane a, the opportunity to become and develop his own Mr. McMahon role mm-hmm. for whoever it may be in the new generation down the road. So that is, that's, it, it would make a good dynamic because we've seen heel, Triple H, face Triple H, corporate Triple H, authority Triple H. Um, I just married Stephanie Triple H, <laughs> DX Triple H. There's a lot of Triple H's we didn't see. But to see Ooh, Mr. McMahon, but Mr. McMahon is Shane McMahon would be interesting. No chance in hell, but Shane comes out would be interesting. And I think he would be the only person that could come out to that theme song. And it would be just as powerful of an interjection on the business aspect of everything. Because you're like, oh, snap. Is that Shane? You know, but that'd be awesome. Oh, what the future holds. It's it's bright, and that's what the. I mean, it, it, it's burning so bright. Like we 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 just truly are just scratching the surface of what can be. And believe me, hopefully, if everything's right, if you listen to this, catch it on you know Twitter, retweet it. We get the right ears on this. I mean, I, I'll just be a tag along, you know, to probably to, to to go to baggage claim and claim the Don's bag. So, you know, make sure his hotel and reservations and stuff is set up. But. Uh, yeah. We might be getting a phone call. Ain't nothing to it but to do it. 2019. Who knows? We're just starting and we've got a lot more to do, a.k.a. 51 more weeks worth of a lot more to do. Yes. That's a short amount of time. Yes, yes. Greatness happened. Hey, I'm I'm just, I'm all for it. Like, man, you got me wanting to go put a dag on a slideshow together, a PowerPoint presentation. Please. Where are your power, Ty? And we'll be yeah. good to go. 
Man. Oh, my goodness. So, that's week one, ladies and gents. Be ready next week. We've got the whole format coming back at you. Who knows what's going to happen? Can't wait to see what it's going to be like for Hulk Hogan to have his first opportunity back on main WWE programming after the scandal. We'll forego him showing up uh, in Saudi Arabia, but this is the real deal at this moment, and only Mean Gene can make that happen. So mm-hmm. nobody can complain. Nobody can have any issues because it's bigger than Terry Boea. It's all about the Hulk Hogan character. Make sure we all understand those are two separate things. Right. Just like Chris Benoit, the character, and Chris Benoit. So we'll see what happens on Monday night, and then we'll see also what happens with John Cena popping in on his black T-shirt, and we'll find out what's going to go down leading up to setting up this Ronda Rousey situation on SmackDown, have a little bit more about AEW, We'll be talking about NXT revving up for their takeover. That uh, it's going to be possibly the last hurrah for a lot of the major NXT superstars, from Adam Cole to Velveteen Dream to Aleister Black to Bianca Belair, Shayna Baszler. Man, there's so many people that it's just going to be transferring before the Rumble or into the Rumble, into whatever respective place they may be going. And then that's just next week. So. Thank you guys and gals and kids for listening to the WrestleManiacs. Hey, I, I thank everyone for letting us come into your home, your car, your business, your workout, your walks, whatever. Appreciate it. Uh, all the love we get on social media, those uh, regular commenters and everything. So, hey, with that being said, that's it for us. Uh, tune in tomorrow. We're going to put up a probably a mixed show tomorrow. Probably a little NFL covering everything from, to, well, yesterday and Saturday and previewing Sunday and then whatever else comes up. I, I am not even putting down no format. We're going to see what comes up. So just stay tuned for all of that. Hope you enjoyed the show. Love to hear your feedback. Sideline Junkies, and we are out of here.